Manisha, he just drink that coffee and let's start the podcast, please. You know, we've been married what twenty one years this week. Yeah. Yeah. So can you just stop calling me Manisha? He. Well, I call you Manisha he because that's how I knew you on radio. That's how your friends call you. What do you want me to call you, Han, darling, Bay? No, maybe? you know, maybe Pati Parameshwar or even G, as in Sunia G, or as we say in Punjabi, Maka. Maybe be girls or no G. Jesus Christ, Manisha he just get on with it. Welcome to the Shabby and Man podcast. We're partners, parents, podcasters, broadcasters, and everything else in between. And our theme on the show today, on the podcast today, happens to be marriage. That's because we celebrated our twenty-first wedding anniversary recently, this week. Let, let that sink in a bit. Twenty-one years. Twenty-one years together of being Mister and Missus Sahi. Um, is it? uh it, it's we found out recently in fact we are not into this at all whether it is paper wool diamond silver i hope it's not diamond it's not diamond no Good. you'll be relieved to know uh but i believe it is something really strange like nickel and brass or something like that is it well yeah. in a way that's handy because we that? don't have two nickels or a brass farthing to rub together oh so you think it's perfect it's perfect for us all right so 21 years together and uh, manish sahi i thought that for those who are tuning into this hey, podcast hey, manish sahi bola okay. acha suno suniye ji to those who are tuning into us for the first time let's just set the scene and tell them how we met because you and i have completely different backgrounds and as a mark of respect hamare anniversary ke dauran aap shuru kijiye pati parmeshwar you tell us tell us a bit about your background where you were born where you grew up how you ended up being where you were which is where i met you all of that this is sounding like an interview yeah it is like i'm about to get married absolutely and you know, I'll, then i'll decide our, whether to say yes or not you know in our days maybe uh. it's a good thing we didn't have these dating apps yes who knows which way i might have swiped yeah i know or would you say now that you swiped right or left by I, mistake i don't actually yeah i don't actually know which way you're supposed to swipe i've never used them so i don't know all right so come on tell is us is it possible to use them with a fake name and a fake photograph i have no idea Okay, just asking for a friend. Oh, really? Okay, come on then. Okay, so I was born in England. I was born in London. Yeah. And um, well, I stayed there till I was about nine, nine mm. and a half, ten. Mm. Then I was sent to a boarding school in I India. In India, huh. in the Himalayas, as I like to say. Yeah. In the foothills, actually. Mm. It's not like I was on some mountain top. It's okay. Well, I, I was said, on a mountain. Yeah. When I said, "Tell us about yourself," I didn't exactly want the latitude and the longitude of exactly where you were born and where you were sent. Give us a general sense. The gist. The gist. And then, uh, I think for for about two three years, I was back in England when I was about fourteen, fifteen. And these are the days when you know I have these great memories of Wham and Duran Duran and bad manners and madness. Mm. Uh, whatever was What big in the music. What is it that you keep telling me every time Jonathan Ross comes up in the conversation? Did you say prog rock, something or the other, which prog- people then championed? Prog rock. Prog- yeah, um, Very good. Now I don't know I'm going to be um, accused of what is it called mansplaining, yeah. mansplaining. What is that? Uh, but uh, prog rock is from the seventies. Oh, is it from the seventies? Yeah. Huh. Not not from the ninety eighties and nineties. All right, okay, but then you got Pro into rock is it. Stuff like yes and but, Genesis. Yeah, but you don't, stuff I love. Yeah, yeah, stuff when you you grew up with or you gravitated to these kind of crazy yeah. bands, right? So okay, so essentially you've been back and forth between London and India. Yep, and then I went back again when I was about sixteen, hmm. and then came back again when I was nineteen. So I've had a very mixed, yeah, eclectic mishmash of two different cultures, two different countries. Hmm. Kabi. Hindi. I'm I'm learning Hindi and Sanskrit. So I'm learning French and Latin. Yeah. So and and well, in the end, I've learned nothing. 
Yeah, and for anyone who wants details on what you were eating and what you were reading and what you were doing, you just have to listen to the old episodes of this podcast just to know exactly where Manish Sahi was having his samosa and pudine ki chutney, sitting with you his know, friends. You um, know, um, my parents were away for ten months. They were stuck in India. They came back yesterday. Yeah, and they were cleaning out stuff, and they found this box of books mm. from your boarding school days. From no, from my um, um, intermediate. Hmm. Uh, college days kya kehte inter college inter ha ha class 11 and 12 ha and there's all these hard textbooks of prem chand munshi prem chand and all ha. which so you've allegedly read which i don't think i must have given exams on them yes. how I'm, i used to have so many tuitions i think you know the curious thing is that we actually met when we were in the media what led you to the media what did you actually graduate in and how did you end up in the media tell us that as well by fluke like most people do yes yeah i am it's actually a very funny story it's a true story that um i was doing hotel management i had gone to india i was uh, uh, i was doing antiques at the time hmm. uh, from you started management. your own business yeah, yeah yeah so i was um uh, with one of my friends so hang on one second so you graduate you did a degree in hotel management then you did a degree in management as well i did yeah and then you actually started a business on antiques and that is what took you to india yep so my friend and me we were sourcing material in jaipur and this and that and i was i was based in delhi i was living in delhi for 6 months uh-huh. and i was i radio had just started i think mm. fm radio and i was hearing it mm. and i was at some party mm. and uh, this guy said something something and i said yeah but i find the songs really old and uh, they just yeah. play the same five songs i could do better i could yeah just like that i said you know i could do that and the guy said to me uh, oh meet him mm. and th- th- he introduced me to this guy mm. who just happened to be the head of fm mm. hindi and he said we have auditions once a year mm. it's happening this friday why don't you come along mm. and uh, you know he gave me his card mm. i was so weird and that's how you ended up and later on he became to be a great friend of mine and he was a national award winning actor yes wasn't he absolutely he was in, sadly i don't think he's I, i'm not sure i think he is still around is he but still he around? but i think he's uh, retired hmm. and uh, he was in um, bandit queen as well bandit queen yes yeah. so that was your journey to uh, I, i went for the audition and it was so weird because in those auditions yeah. i don't know how many thousands but they choose four or five yeah. and they do it twice a year probably yes and in those five people yeah. you were the other one you were one of them yeah i was one of them So I had a completely we as we're saying for us it is east is east and west is west and the twain finally met when we got married but I am a Bengali I grew up I was born in Calcutta but I grew up in Delhi essentially in Delhi so I am a Delhi wali Bengali which many people feel is not the real deal but that's the way it is and then again I am Hindu but I have a Persian name so people have I've always had to defend my faith I've always had to tell people no 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 but I'm not muslim and so these were my concerns growing up but I grew up in Delhi I went to Miranda House which is the number one college in India for the last 3 years even which you never f- f- failed to remind us which I never failed to remind you not in no North India not in Delhi but all of India and even my time it was very hard to get into Miranda and the the years that I was at uni just those years my father was posted as the head of uh, um uh, the Indian Postal Service in Kanpur in Uttar Pradesh so he was stationed in Kanpur so I had to go out, I had to go to the hostel you know which is what I think opened up a whole new world to me so I was a hosteler Miranda house hosteler which carries a lot of weight by the way which is a very big deal you know what I imagine a hosteler to be being a hosteler myself yeah no but you <laughs> went to a boarding school that is slightly different I went to a hostel at uni I went to uh, you know uh, that is when you're slightly more grown up and you're not as I don't know insecure but um so I actually did a masters in political science and again that had absolutely nothing with 
what I do now. In my case, again, you know, my mom being a writer, my mom used to write radio plays and a lot of other stuff as well. And someone just happened, one of my mother's friends just happened to ask her one day, that, so what's, what are your daughters doing? What your mom doing? used to do stuff for the radio? She used to write a whole nepotism. No, not nepotism. Come on. She used to write plays for, not FM, but you know. I'm uh, just kidding. Occasional uh, plays for, but yeah, I mean, not nepotism, but coincidence i think so very good friend of my mom's he happened to ask her that what are your daughters doing what is your younger daughter doing my mother said that yeah she's just you know she's in college she's just graduated and she's thinking of doing her master's in political science which i did do by the way but he said that you know in case if she ever wants to try out radio or whatever because radio had never crossed my mind in a million years i wasn't one of those who was part of the debating society or whatever i was extremely vocal in different you know um platforms in uni but it was never the Deb Did you, didn't you tell me that's how your mom and dad met? That's how my mom and dad met. So my mom and dad were great debaters and my mom, of course, is a professional writer. Um, so this just happened to mention again the same audition that you you took, right? That we have auditions and, you know, there's a new wave of FM presenters that we want because FM was a new thing in India. We want a new sound. We want new music. We want new voices, new ways of presenting shows in case she hadn't been interested. So I just went there for a lark, ended up being picked, as you're saying, only one of two auditions in the whole year, only five people made the cut. And this was including the Western music section and the Hindi section. We were part of the Western music section, right? And that's how we met. And then I think our careers kind of followed a similar path because when we first started as presenters, we weren't friends. You had your own friend circle. We were colleagues. I had my own circle of friends. You had your own circle you, of friends. You openly say that when you first saw me, you hated me. You saw yeah. This as, yeah, because you were explaining... This long-haired London guy. This long-haired London guy who was talking about... Uh, 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 no, who's your favorite singer? Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan and God knows, you know, like giving us a thesis on um, Van Morrison, actually, not so much Bob Dylan. So anyway. You, I know this is totally irrelevant, but yeah. um, do you remember anything about your audition? I remember. I don't. I, don't I remember. Mm. And I, I think this swayed it for me. Mm. I think we were given a paper to read, yeah, right? Yeah, I think it must have been. You had to read something. You had to read a bit of news. And, um, there were a couple and then of, pretend that you were presenting a radio show. And there were a couple of present? words just yeah. to make sure you know how to say Barbara Streisand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, many people might slip up on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I heard a very famous story that someone said, oh, they're coming up next is the Beatles. <laughs> Yeah. Come on, don't yeah, be ridiculous, really. It could be true. Huh. Yeah, if you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. But we heard someone, we can't name names because I remember the names so clearly. We heard someone commentate on the Olympics on national television in, in, in India saying, and up on stage next is Kailai Minogu. Yeah. I could not I that. believe. That, and still one of my very good friends. But they meant Kylie Minogue. We by know the who they meant. Did you ever yes. tell him? No, I didn't. No, did I? No, I didn't. Some things you just so have maybe to that is what, it. <laughs> that, that is what they wanted to eliminate. But no, I don't remember the audition. Oh, but I do remember that they had the little space where you could say what you want on the mic. Huh. And I don't know who was on the other side listening. Yeah. But I had read somewhere hmm. that it's very hard to say the letter P. Hmm. And that just went through my head. Say so the letter P what? Without uh, uh, fluffing. Huh. You know, in the yeah. microphone, it was called P. Yeah. So I remember just standing in front of the thing going, Peter Piper picked a pickle peppers, Peter Piper picked how many pickle peppers for Peter Piper pick? And I think that might have just swayed it for me. Saying, and I walked out. crazy man? And, I, and that was my last thing and I walked out. Yeah. 
And also, it's quite interesting to point out that we had completely different areas of expertise. I started my radio career doing a request show, a late night request show. You asked for it. And you started doing late night rock. And your show became a cult with the uni audience. As people to this day remind you on Twitter, right? There are people who said, that, oh, we remember you used to do late night shows. You used to do uh, the, the, the first time FM radio went overnight. For the first time, it became a 24-hour station. You did the first show to take them through the night with all the rock classics. Okay, so, we, so, yeah, so we weren't friends. But I think our careers followed a similar path in the sense that we both ended up doing commercial radio at the same time because we were both poached from All India Radio. And, that's and, and, never, again, and never again since then. Mm-hmm. I hasten to Never ask. again since then. So that's how we met. That's how we fell in love. That's how we eventually married. All this happened 21 years ago. Let me ask you this. Growing Sorry, up, I, I, got, I got a bit sidetracked. Did you say fell in love? Okay, what I'm do you sure. want to say then? That's no, how sorry, we decided no, I'm, I'm that sure. nobody else was going to marry us. We may as well hook up with each other. Is that what you're saying? All this time I thought you just wanted a red passport. A, a, red? Blue, a blue passport in those days. A blue passport. Oh, by the way, which I hasten to add, even after 21 years of marriage, I've still got my Indian passport. Yeah, Nearly 18, 19 years of living in London, I've still not got a British passport. So you can't accuse me of that which is what always poses a problem when we're going on holiday. But anyway, we'll come to that later. So I also wanted to ask you this. This is a good time to talk about this. Growing up, did you have an image of who you might like to marry or who you might end up with or that you'd marry a... You, oh, I don't try to say it. Did I think I was going to marry some village girl with a lota on her head? Oh, listen, please. Delhi is not a village, okay? But what I'm trying to say is when I was at uni, when I was growing up, Doing an MBA from an American university was the trendy thing. All my friends around me, all they wanted to do, in fact, a majority of them, what they wanted to do, they were clear in their minds on what they wanted to do, which university they wanted to apply to, to go and get an MBA. I'm not saying this is for marriage, but for, you know, for your career prospects. Oh, you mean everyone wants to go abroad? Everyone wants to go abroad and everybody wanted to do an MBA. That's something which never crossed my mind. A, because I think I wasn't smart enough to do an MBA and B, because I don't know, I never, you know, many people... I thought you topped your university. Early on. I thought you topped your university. I topped my university, but then I did MBA. Sorry, did you top university? Did you top India? No, I didn't top my university. I topped Miranda my uh, year uh, in political science. So I didn't top my university, no. But I did top my college. But then what I'm saying is that, you know, some people are very early on, they've clearly want they know very clearly where which path they want their career and their life to take yeah they might not know exactly who they'll end up marrying but they want to know that they know that i want to grow up in america i want to do this i want to have a big house a swimming pool a car and five whatever <coughs> i've we, never we had that. are not those people we are not those people you know so i somehow never even thought about uh, or even imagined that you know i i wish i'd live somewhere abroad or this is something that never crossed my mind and so I, when I, I think when I, when we decided to get married, and after a couple of months of happily living in India, uh, when we decided to move here, there couple were months. Lot, we lived there for a couple of years. Couple of years, couple of years. I think uh, the, many of my friends were pleasantly surprised because they thought, "Oh, we, we never thought that you were the kind to move abroad." And I thought, "What kind would that be? It's not something you." strategically plan it's something and it's that not happens. like we also planned it even we didn't yeah. in fact you know so when we look at our marriage we can break it down into the initial the honeymoon phase when we weren't parents and then of course i think we ended up 
spending about a good decade of our married life raising kids doing the school run and you know all of that and now we've moved into another phase where they've grown up they're teenagers so you know we can reclaim a lot of our we can get our hobbies back we can get our hobbies back and reclaim a lot of our pleasures that uh, completely went out of the window like you know going to the movies going on holiday uh, uh, without really meticulously planning it but on a you know just not on a whim what would you call it we still can't abhi bhi we have to think unko khana kaun banayega nahi phir bhi wo log ab kafi bade ho gaye to you know and i remember so let's look at the initial years of marriage we got married in delhi we had an arya samaj wedding because you're a punjabi i'm a bengali so we decided to find middle ground we had a uh, uh, arya samaj wedding in delhi we had a beautiful flat which we did up exactly the way we wanted to with all our arty stuff in india in delhi um and i mean you were quite the party animal then i had to find out what you were up to from the papers because you're forever in in times of india and you know uh delhi times and then you were on radio i started my tv career reading the news uh in these initial years of yeah, our marriage again when yes. delhi so we were both quite the media couple i would like to think right so we were doing television we were doing radio we were attending every party as people know you you acted you used to write for cosmo i used to write for cosmo so we were doing a lot of things and i think again as you're saying it wasn't a premeditated decision because fm was slightly dying out by then after about 5 6 years of really being the buzz Uh, in India, FM was dying out. There was a whole. Uh, I just, think we should tell people who are not used to, uh, don't know about what the Indian FM scene was like. Hmm. There was only one channel. Yeah. And that was it. So you had to hear us. Yeah. And it was divided into the state, which was All India Radio. Yeah. And a private company, which was owned by the Times of India. Yeah. So it was Times FM. Now you've got multiple channels. <laughs> Now you've got FM stations all around the uh, country, right? Earlier, I think Delhi had its own, Bombay had its own, Chennai, Calcutta. That's how it started, very, very locally. So now it's in the last since we left India, it's completely and dramatically changed. But this was the time when. Uh, you know this second phase this boom in fm was slated to come but it was being dragged on and on and on it was in the legal courts for a long time so you know because the fm scene was dying out that is when we decided to move to london after a couple of years of being happily married and having a fantastic time in delhi and london moving to london i think brought with it its own own challenges i mean we i started asian radio you rediscovered all your group friends your childhood friends who you grew up with in london um we got a bit of traveling in as well before the kids came along we had our first child we after 5 years yeah, of marriage yeah yeah we saw a lot of uh, you know we saw this a lot is in england and europe and europe so we did a lot of traveling and then of course you know once the kids come along your life changes completely we were committed to the school run we were finding out things like key stage 1 key stage 2 11 plus exams mujhe ajeeb ye lagta hai ki you went to school here i know it was about a century ago but nonetheless you went to school here and you still felt that a lot had dramatically changed it had because obviously um, all this 11 plus exams and everything I went to grammar school as well. I must have taken them somewhere in yeah, my life. Yeah. But I don't you remember. Remem- I remember, I remember. So suddenly, you know, we had all these new things that we were learning mm. as first time parents which Remind everyone does. Remind me again. I don't know why I have this at the back of my mind. Did you ever say to me that because you had already done a stint in boarding school when you came back here yeah. to do your grammar school exams, you said that what you had learned in India was actually far more than what kids of that age had been taught here. Your grammar your boarding school so you were already up to speed with 
you didn't find it that much of a challenge sitting your grammar school exam here coming from india maybe because yeah. i think you had said that the standard was far higher no, of what that you were doing in india we had hobbies as kids of huh. reading gk books you know gk uh-huh, books. you yeah. know we read someone would ask you what's the Capitals, highest mountain in the world what's the capital uh-huh. of this what's uh-huh. that yeah. who's the president india of this country who's the prime minister of this country and we used to know those things back we used to be it's been like that kind of i think that helped that helped unfortunately i'm still stuck there you know yes but so yeah so anyway so you grammar school for you and grammar school for us for our kid was completely different right so anyway we were busy raising kids and that's when i think your career kind of takes a back seat in the sense that you know we were both being in the media we were working freelance i did sneak in a fantastic tv show for belgium television and my first book while our kids were still very young but you took a 10 year break from radio i took a 10 year break from asian radio and 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 i would like to think that in those 10 years i enriched myself by finding out more about the culture of this country this is where i give you a lot of credit that when we'd sit and watch television and we w- we'd watch tv at odd hours because you know either the kids were very young so you'd stay up through the night and when you're watching Jonathan Ross whether you're watching uh, reruns of shows that used to run here in the no, 80s I, I remember 90s. you watched uh, the whole brideshead revisited brideshead revisited so all many many things which were part of the cultural fabric of this country which you grew up with you know 80s 90s because you were back and forth you were never out of touch for too long either with india or with this country this is where i do feel that i'm extremely lucky to have you as my husband because you filled in the cultural gaps that you know that uh, i would have had i wouldn't have so just tell me one thing that uh, when you first came here huh. did you imagine that this england is this place of agatha christie and sherlock holmes and it's all jane, jane austen, austen with the uh, cobble streets and um, were you shocked uh, I was shocked I think not because I thought they'd be horse drawn carriages on the street and people oh, would the Hanson cab Hanson cab and people would be uh, wearing a corset and those ball gowns not because of that our new times had changed and also because I'd been to London before on holiday before I came to live here after marrying you but um, but saying that those things did shape my view of what england was like and saying that i still love those things as much as my grandmother loved them so we ended up one of the first places that we went to was 221 b baker street and you were like oh my god my friend used to work in a bank which was right next door and he would It tell was. us about the letters yeah. that would come to sherlock holmes and we did go to uh, jane austen country as well we did see a lot of places where agatha that's bath i think we went yeah there. we did see a lot of places where agatha christie has set her novels so these things Yeah, it was a bit of a you know you can never tell what the real culture what about of the new stuff is by just reading about it you, you have to live no i say what about the new stuff you learn like did you learn cockney slang and fiddin uh, not really did you say no. dog and bone i know you told me what it was i'm trying to think what drives with dog and bone phone oh, phone okay and uh, uh, brahms and list what was that getting very drunk or <laughs> Okay. No, no, I don't and, know the matter. And of course, this one you should know. Let's say we've been married for 21 years. What is that? Trouble and strife. What do you think trouble and strife means? Trouble and strife. It doesn't rhyme with marriage. What? Wife. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, no, I don't know that. But uh, so yeah, I mean, living here has been fantastic in the sense that if there's any place I would choose as my second home after India because I still think India is my home. It is this place because again being in London you know it's a melting pot of cultures you are never too far from a dosa or a dhokla or a samosa or a full english or you know you are never 
you are never allowed to feel homesick for too long. And therefore, I think we've been incredibly blessed that you know we can call these two amazing countries. Though, home. though saying that, our actual high street mm. doesn't have anything. No, it doesn't. We do. <laughs> we do have to travel a bit into. Yes. Asian pockets. That's because that's because you are spoiled for choice. You were born in a borough which is one of London's greenest, one of London's best for schools, and you've lived in this borough all your life, right? You are a Finchley boy. We live not too far from Finchley. We are in Barnet, still in the borough of Barnet. So I think we are spoiled, extremely spoiled, uh, and extremely lucky that we can we feel at home. That you are an Indophile. I'd like to think that I wouldn't have been able to settle down with someone who didn't like India as much as you do, and who's as comfortable in India. So. that is again and and i do like to wear my pajama kurta you like to wear your pajama shell. kurta we like to celebrate uh diwali with a proper aarti and om jay jagadish and all of that you know now uh i don't think we've left enough time to talk about regrets because there have to be some regrets i and that om jay jagadish bit brought reminded me of your regret which is that we've not taught our kids hindi enough they're not into bollywood and you think it's a bad thing I think it's all right. They can be like you've lived in India so you are different but they can be like your brothers who are perfectly attuned to Indian culture who understand Hindi, Punjabi everything. They might reply in English, but I don't think they feel uh they would feel out of place if they went to India at all. And again, like most British Asians, they've only gone to India on holiday. Unlike you, they've not studied there, they're not living there. Of course they feel out of place. They have no. to drink uh mineral water no. make sure that no, everything unfortunately because our kids have been going back and forth so many times our kids don't have to do any of these things because i make sure that they go and visit my mom and dad my sister and brother and my family so one regret would be i'm guessing that we haven't taught them enough hindi they don't know bollywood at all one regret would be as you say that you know we have to plan holidays to places other than india uh and um but i think now that we've moved to the third phase in our marriage where we have two teenagers we're actually contemplating gcse's in 2021 a levels thereafter university for our eldest you know we so much discovered fun. We have empty nest syndrome oh, please. you can do the old things just no, pick no. up your guitar i'm dreading that go where you want i have Be never musical. you know i've never hidden my age and i say this to people that in in a, in 3 years time when i celebrate a big birthday my 50th i don't i'm not scared of turning 50 i but i know i'm going to be heartbroken because that is the year our eldest son goes off to uni So I I'm not looking forward to that emptiness syndrome at all. But I am enjoying this phase in the sense that you know we can go to more gigs, we can go and eat out just the two of us knowing that the teenagers are completely all right at home and they can fend for themselves. Uh we can discover traveling again and just traveling, you know, deciding last minute, not pla- planning everything meticulously as you have to do as a family. But you know, if you just fancy getting up and jumping on the Eurostar and hopping across to France or just going off to brighton you can do that now and so i think 21 years we've packed in a lot right but sometimes but things haven't changed 21 years later you still have uh, scream at me that why did you ask for chilies in your omelet yeah when you, you don't know? eat them yeah of course but that's because aesthetics it, it why? doesn't feel like it's an the omelet. same way that you you say to me that what is it with you that you have to keep hovering every 10 minutes 21 years you haven't got used to it. Main kya karu? Yeah, because that's because you got OCD. No, I haven't got OCD. I just like to live in a clean house and it helps me. I'm a bit of a Stephen Fry in that regard. Stephen Fry says hovering is the most therapeutic exercise. It helps him think. It's the same for me. So you must be some great thinker. <laughs> right. Okay, I think it's time to call it a day now. Okay. Then. And um that's Till next time. 
Until next time, if you've enjoyed listening to this, please do listen back to some of the old podcasts. We've been doing this for two years. Find us on all your regular platforms and don't forget to leave us a message if you want to on social media. Find us as Shabby and Man. Till next time. Bye-bye now. Bye.